Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. Today is one of those Bible Breakdown extras that we like to do from time to time, just to make sure that we're taking time out to work on it and not always in it. And that is a wonderful thing to do because sometimes we can get kind of in a rut of what we're doing and we start to just kind of lose focus on the things that we do. And so that's why we have catch-up days throughout our Bible reading plan And then we also try to take one of these, one per month, and just add some extra tools to our tool belt. You can build an entire house with just a few tools, like a screwdriver, hammer, chisel, a few different things. You can get a lot done. But the more tools you can add, and especially the more specialty these tools are, the easier experience is going to be, the more enjoyable your experience is going to be. It's just going to make things a lot better. It's exactly the same way when it comes to reading your Bible. You can read your Bible every day, and you can get a lot out of it. But as you add more tools to your tool belt, understand the Bible in different ways, you can better enjoy it so much more. And so that's what we do. And we've covered a lot of different things in this, but what I want to do is I want to finish one we started a couple months ago, and it was how to interpret the Bible in a fair and balanced way. This is so very important because you have a lot of people who say, well, that's what the Bible means to you, but this is what the Bible means to me. And we think that just everything we want to think about the Bible must be true because it's what we think, right? And who are you to tell me that it's wrong? Well, that sounds good, but the reality is, is we don't live that way in every other environment. There are certain literary rules, certain just ideas that we have to go by if we're going to make sense of anything, especially when it comes to something as important as the Bible. Now, within the idea of these different guardrails we put in place, then yes, you're free to interpret the Bible within your context. But we never interpret the Bible to come up with a different meaning, but a different application to what the Bible says. It's just like this. If we were to be getting ready to drive down the road, as long as you stay within the lanes, it doesn't matter to me how close you get to one side or another. I prefer you to stay in the very middle because it's safer for me and for you, right? But you can go as far within those boundary markers as you want to. And that's the same thing when it comes to the Bible. I want to create some boundary markers to say this is where we are interpreting the Bible correctly. And then how you apply it to your life can depend on your season of life, if that makes sense. And the reason why we do that is just so we want to know God as much as we can. So... Last time we did this, we covered four different biblical interpretations to help us to understand the Bible better. The first one was, let Scripture interpret Scripture. Now, yes, you can look outside the Bible to find interpretation for things, like if you don't understand the culture of the time, the language of the time, some of those different things, then you're going to miss some of the nuances in the Bible. But the best place to interpret the Bible is from other places in Scripture. If you want to understand the Bible, let the Bible interpret Scripture the Bible. Number two is the meaning of the word, phrase, sentence, or paragraph must come from the context. One of the most dangerous things I've ever seen people do to the Bible, as far as in to then interpret it incorrectly, is to take a scripture completely out of context and then try to find meaning. That you're going to end up doing damage to yourself because you're going to maybe start believing something that the Bible may not actually say. And so it's very important. Number three is interpret scripture literarily 
not always literally. Now, what do I mean by that? And you can go back and listen to one of our previous ones. We dive in deeper, deeper in this. Is there certain places where the Bible is intended to be interpreted literally? Some of the historical narrative and things like that, it's intended to be taken literally. There's other places where the Bible is supposed to be literary in that. So it's not trying to be absolutely literal. It's telling allegory and all these different things. Like For instance, when Jesus says that he is the door, he is not saying that he has hinges and he swings. He's not saying that. He is saying that he is access to the Father. When you read it through the proper literary genre you're supposed to, you understand that. There's places in the Old Testament that's apocalyptic literature. He's not actually saying that this horse is going to go talk to somebody. <laughs> it's using a type and shadow to give alliteration to different things. So you have to read it literarily according to the literary genre that it's in for you to understand it properly. Number four we talked about last week was descriptions are not always prescriptions. In other words, there's a lot of places in the Old Testament where the Bible will talk about a particular situation. And just because it talks about it is not saying you should go do the same. We just got to reading through the book of Judges recently on our Bible Breakdown podcast, and it was talking about this guy promised God, the first thing that walks out of my house, I will offer as a burnt sacrifice to you, Lord. Well, the first thing that walked out of the Joker's house was his daughter. <laughs> and the Bible said he kept his word. The Bible is not saying we should go do that, right? So just because it is describing something doesn't mean it's prescribing something. That's important. Okay, here are the next four. Now, once again, as a reminder, and I know I'm saying this over and over again, but I hear the pushback in my head. Why do I need these? Why can't I just read the Bible? Well, because the Bible is powerful, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful for us to grab a hold of. But if I use one set of rules, and you use one set of rules, and somebody else does, we never can actually figure out what God's Word is saying to us. And so we have to have these ground rules, which are just very common sense, literary, genre ground rules so that we can understand the Bible and we don't try to manipulate the Bible to make it say what we want it to say. So here we go. Here is, you know, so we have four last time for this time. Here's number one. Do not interpret scripture in the light of personal experience, but interpret experiences in the light of scripture. I'll give you an example of this. Some people can look at the Bible and if they are experiencing pain and difficulty, then they're going to read everything in the Bible as something that is painful. Well, not everything in the Bible is that way. You know, it's this idea of confirmation bias. If you want something to say something, then you're going to look until you find it saying something. Can I tell you that I know some atheists who've read through the Bible, and as they're reading through the Bible, they find something that doesn't quite make sense, and immediately they go, see, I told you the Bible was wrong. Well, if they take a second and actually look at it, they'll find that it does make sense but they're looking to confirm something they already believe. That is a form of reading your experience into it. I know one time there was a guy who got really frustrated with me because he loved to quote uh, Philippians 4.13 before his favorite football game. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And he was just like, that verse is telling me that no matter what I do, God is with me and in, in helping me win this football game. Well, when I started to describe to him the context, that actually the context is even more beautiful because it's got nothing to do with winning a football game, and it's more about no matter what difficulty I face, God is with me, he got mad at me because his experience was informing the Bible instead of the Bible informing his experience. The thing is about the Bible is it is not it doesn't really stand on what we think about it. It stands all by itself. 
And that's powerful because then we can depend on it. Because it's not going to move around based on popular opinion. It's going to do what's right, and nothing else really matters. And so it's important to remember that when you're reading the Bible, let the Bible speak for itself. Now, let's also be honest and say this is impossible. Because we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. We see things through the lens of our experiences. But it's important as much as we can to remove ourselves so we can understand what the Bible says. Then we bring ourselves back in so we understand how to apply what it says. Hope that makes sense. Number one, do not read Scripture in the light of personal experience, but interpret your experiences in the light of the Scripture. Here's number two. It was not written to us, but for us. So the Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you read, let's say, 1 Corinthians, you read 1 Corinthians, you're going to read through that, and it's going to become obvious to us pretty quickly that there's a conversation going on here, and we're only hearing half of it. Now, you can read that half that the Holy Spirit has inspired, and you'll be just fine. God will bless you, and it will be amazing. But you start reading it, you start realizing there's something going on here I don't understand. It's because in the original context, Paul wasn't writing to all of the church for all of time. He was writing to a specific church at a specific time that was having specific issues. And so if you go and you discover what was up with that church, what was going on, what was going on in the history of the time, it adds so much more context to what's going on. It's like reading both sides of this letter correspondence. It's the same thing with the book of Revelation. When you realize that the the, the guy who wrote the book of Revelation, John, he was uh, Jewish. He was very well-versed in the Old Testament, so he would have understood apocalyptic literature. And when you realize that John wasn't originally writing to all of the church of all of time, he was writing to seven churches that he oversaw as a pastor and as a leader, you begin to understand the context just a little bit more. It doesn't change everything, but it does help you understand it a little more. Let me give you one more. Did you know that the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, was primarily written to Jewish unbelievers? Now, does that change anything about it? No. It does add context. So when you realize that there's more Old Testament references in the Gospel of Matthew, it helps us to understand what's going on more. And so the idea is, is you're able to understand the Bible a lot more when you realize it wasn't written to me, but it was written for me. And so when I realized who it was originally written to, it just exponentially makes the Bible more engaging. Number three, the Old Testament teaches lessons, not straight commandments. Did you realize you could very easily look at the first five books of the Old Testament called the five books of Moses, the Torah, as the five commandments, excuse me, the Ten Commandments, and then a whole lot of commentary on what that looks like. So you have the Ten Commandments, then you got Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy, where it's saying this is how you work out those Ten Commandments. But then the rest of the Old Testament is a lot of literature about how the nation of Israel was grappling with how to obey God. Well, a lot of the ways the Old Testament does this is not by outright saying, do this and don't do this, but rather it will tell stories. And in the story is the lesson that we're supposed to learn. And as we read the story and as we find the lesson, we're able to then understand what's going on. That's why there are so many commentaries by Jewish rabbis over the years. There's the, the Mishnah, the Talmud, all these different ones that are helping to 
people understand rather the different stories that are happening to help us understand the commandments they're in. You can see this all throughout the book of Judges. It doesn't say, okay, this guy went and he sacrificed his daughter. Whatever you do, don't do that. <laughs> it doesn't say that outright, but as you see in the context, you see how horrible this was and how it grieved God. So when you read the Old Testament, that's why sometimes people would rather read the New Testament. Because it just simply says, hey, don't do this, do this. But Jesus didn't teach that way a lot of times. Jesus would tell stories. And hidden within the story is the different things we're looking for. And so you got to make sure that you're reading it according to not just the looking for commands, but reading the lessons. Let me give you one more and we'll be done. The New Testament is inspired all by itself. You can increase your understanding by understanding the other side of the letters. So I'm going to say that one last time because it comes from out of the, the, the second one, which was not written to us before us. When you understand the context of what's going on around the time the New Testament was written, it multiplies the meaning. So I would encourage you to, when you look at Bible commentaries and you read this, don't skip the parts at the bottom. You know, you have the study Bibles and it's got the commentary at the bottom. A lot of times what that commentary is doing, it is giving you perspective so that you'll understand the rest of the text. So once again, the goal behind doing this is to add different types of understanding so that we can engage with God's word more. All right. I love you. I look forward to seeing what you do with this and the Bible breakdown discussion and how this works out. And I will see you tomorrow as we pick back up on the next part of God's word.